Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, Scarlett. Welcome back, guys. You're listening to Style Over Substance. We're just two friends talking about our experiences working inside the fashion industry and also our observations from outside the fashion industry. It's sometimes serious, but it's definitely always a good laugh. Always. We release new episodes every Tuesday. So subscribe on your favorite podcast listening platforms. So, you know, New Year, new me, (laughs) hardly. (laughs) I was thinking I should update you on my no buy spend year thing. Yes, please. Um, Maybe we've got some new listeners. I don't know. But last year, my goal was essentially to do a low buy slash no buy clothing year. And I've attempted this before. And I've done fairly well. I don't think I did 12 months. So you started this in like, I feel like it was summertime. No, that's a lot. It was November. It was definitely okay. okay. <laughs> wow, I've given you real, real credentials the there. Thing. So you, the did, last... you did two months and Literally. you didn't even. <laughs> the last time I did this, I told my mum and my sister, like, I'm not buying any clothes. I don't need it. Like, don't even try to tempt me. I've unsubscribed to everything, blah, blah, blah. And I think I did about six months. And my mum was like, no, you've done 12 months already. No, surely. (laughs) Everyone else was thinking I'd done like, I really hit a milestone. I was like, no, I think you're feeling it more than me. But yeah, yeah. so end of November, I just thought I I just need to like reprioritize and I don't need new clothes. Mm -hmm. Um, I want to save more money or whatever. And I just want to slow down the spend habit, you know, and just be more intentional so that's why I decided I'd do a no buy year. But from the get go, I think I'd already told you, like when it comes to Christmas time, this is going to be a struggle because it is a struggle, isn't it? There's so many well, because time. you said that you've, you know, you've cancelled subscriptions. You're trying to reduce the temptations and all of that. But around Christmas, you have to actively be looking for stuff for other people mm-hmm. and therefore the temptations come to yeah. you easier. Yeah, exactly. And the things that you were looking at before in the year have now gone down in price. And it's such a a, a point of the t- of the year where I definitely I think that like we're spending so much anyway because we're spending stuff on other people mm. that then you kind of feel like, well, I deserve I deserve yeah. something. Yeah, I and do I, deserve. I want a gift. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah. So I did buy stuff. Told you this already. Yeah. Um, 
And did you get I, your shoes in the end? My boots. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got them. But luckily, um, my parents ended up paying for it because I told them, like, I want these anyway. I'm gonna order them. And they said, How much are they? And so that was my Christmas present. So I fantastic you know, got off lightly with that. But then I just I did buy other stuff and I think now I've got it out of my system. Mm-hmm. And I'm ready to start the new year just as a better person. So, yeah, I'm going to continue not buying anything. My birthday's coming up in February and I know what I'm going to get myself. And it's not clothes. So I feel like I have a a plan to deal with temptation. Like I know what I'm going to get and it's not clothes. And if I stick to that, I can have a successful no buy, low buy year. Mm -hmm. I think think that's the trick of it though right it's not about the stubbornness of not buying a single item of clothing for yourself Mm. it's more about creating a better relationship with spending money on clothing Mm. like that that's ultimately what you want out of it yeah exactly because you could save all that money and then just go buy loads of stuff straight after you want to kind of stop yourself from having the urge of like oh I've got this coming up I want something new Mm -hmm. when you've got a perfectly sufficient wardrobe yeah to dive into and also I um I am really now getting to the point where if I buy anything else I'm gonna be like kind of croaching into Mr. Big's drawers and his so I've I've already pushed him at capacity <laughs> to like a third of the wardrobe. So all the drawers, I have most of the drawers anyway. I think I can't take the piss. Like I'm in my drawers now. Anymore, I'm gonna start going into his drawers. And that's a bit unfair. So <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. There you go. Yeah. What's your fashion story? (laughs) (laughs) So my fashion story is that the Duchess of Cambridge, Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's Cambridge, yeah. So on date of recording, it's the Duchess of Cambridge's 40th birthday, and she has released three portraits that are going to take residence in the National Portrait Gallery, or just the Nas- yeah, National Portrait Gallery. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if you've seen them. Yeah, I have. So there's sort of three, and they're a real mix. One of them's kind of like, is it black and white? I don't know. It's sepia. But like it's a modern sepia. Mm. Um, it's a modern sepia, and like it reminds me of Queen Victoria. Exactly. It's got a real vibe yeah. of that. It, it definitely does. I think it's the. Um, I think it's. I don't know exactly which portrait you're referring to, but all of them have that sort of vibe, mm. especially the one where she's off the shoulder, kind yeah. of foil dress with the bows on either side. And mm. I'm pretty sure Victoria had a similar dress 
with yeah. the bows on the side and the, the long hair coming down. Queen Victoria was known for yeah, her really that long hair. Yeah, that is the hair. picture that I'm talking about. Um, you'll find these pictures on our Instagram, guys. Mm. Um, but also what, what struck me the most is she's kind of got a uniform. She wears her makeup pretty similarly mm. for all her outings. She styles her hair often with like a bouncy blow dry. Mm. But that is not the person in the pictures. And I love that. She's a bit more unkempt not that she can ever look like that yeah she's not disheveled is she no she's not disheveled but like maybe that's her natural wave to her hair yeah you know it's it's not perfectly done it's not super neat and I really like them I think I think they're quite refreshing I agree I think they're stunning I think they they are modern in the Mm. in the sense that they're not overdone yeah in terms of polish, as you were saying, her hair, she she has like arguably one of the best blow dries mm-hmm. in the media. <laughs> her hair always looks amazing. And as you said, now it's a bit more like bed hair. It's not so much volume, but it's more like wave. Mm-hmm. And you can see that I think these pictures also make her look younger because it's kind of, um, it's not very detailed photography I don't know if it's the lighting of the photography that was on her but she looks younger Mm. more youthful in what she's wearing in the photos and the hair and stuff but it's not a way that we normally see her and I can also say like her picture also looks very regal and the one especially that she's sitting down Mm. in that white dress and the only jewelry she's wearing okay she has these like pearl drop earrings but then quite center stage is her wedding ring it's really dramatic it's like a picture you would think you would find a hundred years from now yeah I definitely think they them they're a modern homage basically yeah the way the only way I can really describe it but I also wonder because I mean, essentially we're always getting ever closer to her being queen one day. Mm. They do look like pictures where she's pretend- she's already queen. So yep. say in a hundred years, if someone finds that photo, they'll think she was queen at the, at the time of these portraits. Yeah, for sure. Um, and maybe it's just her sort of showing that, or being aware of that, I don't know. Um Definitely. Yeah. I mean, it's none of this is by accident. Mm. There's been a concerted effort to position her as like the quintessential queenie figure. You mm. know, she's been like prepped from the moment they kind of announced their engagement and stuff that she is like the ideal person to become like queen consort. And yeah, I think they do a really good... People seem to really like Catherine in general. Um, I don't know if... Maybe that's just the media saying that, but I don't know. They've done a really good job, I think, with these images of, like, pushing that sort of narrative. Like, she will become queen, and this is, like, our modern take on a queen. Um, she might not be queen for, like, another 30 years. That could happen. I know. Really. Um, Crazy, really. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I liked it. I also thought her dresses were a bit more 
fashion forward than what she usually wears? She can probably dress a bit different for a photo shoot than maybe for for an engagement because first of all there's sort of the rules as we've discussed in our royal fashion episode there mm. are rules and regulations that that they're meant to adhere to and I guess even if you know for the Bond premiere that was her pièce de résistance yeah um but you still sort of have to make sure you're wearing a dress like if it had a slit probably just best to avoid that you know, it's all those things you kind of want to make sure you don't ever have like a fashion mishap mm-hmm. or anything looks a little too inappropriate. Everything's got to be the right amount of appropriate. Um, so maybe for these, she could take more of a, a risk. That's and- true. Because it's a still, isn't it? She's not moving in it. She's not like out in the elements. <laughs> yeah. But I, I just thought they were really refreshing. And I kind of, it's. I also kind of liked that whoever looks at them a hundred years from now, that's not how she presents herself every day. And I think that's quite an interesting, an interesting way to portray herself. Yeah. Maybe it's like, you know, new decade. New new, new, new style. <laughs> yeah. The blow dry's gone. <laughs> you know what? Might be. Maybe, you know, maybe she's having a no heat on her hair January. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I thought they were great. Well done yeah. to uh Paolo Reversi, who there's was a three there's three different photographers. Oh, is it? Mm. Oh, well the, yeah. he was a Vogue photographer yeah. at least. Yeah. We interrupt this broadcast to say, go follow us on Instagram. Our handle is at Starloves of Substance Pod. There you'll find our weekly fashion topics, all the stuff that we discuss in each episode, and our polls. Or reach out to us at styleoversubstancepodcast at gmail.com for new suggestions of topic discussions or even to share your own fashion stories. We also have a YouTube channel, Style Over Substance Podcast, if you'd rather listen to our episodes over there. Back to the episode. So, yeah, um, this is a big topic that we've, I don't want to say we've been meaning to do it for a while, but I think it's a topic that at some point we needed to cover. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's all about merch. You know, merch, short for merchandise, if you don't know, is essentially when a band or a celebrity or a personality like commodifies their popularity and they will sell items, whether it's clothing homeware candles anything to their audience to their fans um as a chance for you to kind of like be own something be part of them and like be in their club I don't know if that's the official definition of merch but it's such a significant part of fashion now that we just had to cover it in an episode 
Yeah, definitely. I guess the original merch would be band t-shirts or concert t-shirts. And merch is also essentially free advertising. I remember once um, my boss said that her dad hated sort of logo culture in fashion because why would you go around being a walking advert for Mm. the brand? Say if you have the Gucci belt on, why are you walking around giving them free advertising? You know? Yeah, but... Obviously, there's a status there and it's very different and that's not a guy realising that, like, no, but people are going to know that, like, I've got a nice belt on or whatever the reason is that you buy a Gucci belt. Mm -hmm. But merch is also a way of sort of advertising other people. Mm. But it's also a way, I guess, of expressing your personality. So say I walk around with a Justin Bieber T-shirt on, someone could go, hey, I actually really like Justin Bieber. I didn't know you liked him. And it, it's a wow, conversation out the, piece. Out of all the people you could have chosen. I've got a Justin Bieber t-shirt. That's why I'm saying it. From when I saw him, God, it's got to be at least at least 10 years ago. Um, actually, maybe not. We saw him. Yeah, I think it was probably like 15 years ago. Yeah, I mean, I've got a t-shirt from them, but I have seen him since. <laughs> um, but you know what I mean? Or say like it's a, an indie band and you've got their t-shirt. And yeah. it's... It's supporting them as well. When they're a smaller band, you feel mm. like they're supporting. You're supporting them. There's so many yeah. sort of elements to it, but in recent times, it's sort of snowballed with social media. Um, yeah, I think I think the breadth of merchandise has really expanded over the years, which we'll get into. But um, yeah, the definition of merch has expanded. And do you remember, like, when we were younger? If you were wearing like the Doors t-shirt or like Rolling Stones or I don't know, anything, it was like, oh, if you're not a real fan, you shouldn't be wearing the t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> name, name me a song by them. I know. Always. Yeah. Um. So, okay. I'll kind of give you some idea of just how big the world of merch is Um, (laughs) as you said um, merch was definitely centered around musicians festivals Mm -hmm. um, and all of that so obviously touring with that said touring is still has a significant impact on the sale of merch you know um, as like streaming services and like Spotify and iTunes and all of that has come about, the way in which musicians make money is less through the sale of albums and singles. And it's through their performances and through their tours yeah, and things like that. So as a way to make up for their loss in income over the years, merch in the, in the form of like hoodies and tracksuits and t-shirts and key rings and all of that has become really, really important. And so as long as they're touring, people who are going to their tours are going to pick up that stuff at the venue. Like you go there to the O2 and you'll be like, why not? I'll get a t-shirt while I'm, Mm -hmm. you know, before I go into the the venue, let's say. And so the act of touring has been really important in the artist generating sales through their merchandise. And as we know, like the past couple of years, touring has been either put on hold Mm -hmm. pushed back 
cancelled in its entirety. So the sale of merch in those ways has decreased. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's an integral part of like artist revenue. And a report that came out from the licensing, it's, it's a company called Licensing International. They um, compiled a report for 2018, music merch, and I believe this is just in the US, um, totaled $3.5 billion. And the year before that, it was $3 billion. So even in a year, it was $500 million more money made on touring merchandise. It's wild. And, um, And what we've also seen is like, with the rise of us wearing masks, they've expanded into other categories of like merchandised goods as well. Yeah, definitely. And I think that the rise of the internet has meant that it doesn't just become a venue either. Mm. So I don't know other people's experiences, but I've often turned up to a concert and people are wearing their their merch yeah, already. upon arriving at the concert because they've got it in preparation. Um, and it's created this real sort of, you, there's lots of different reasons people get merch right so well I, I used to always pick up a t-shirt because I wanted to commemorate the concert yeah and back then it was 20 quid <laughs> now <laughs> it's like 40 plus yeah it'd be 20 pounds and you would kind of collect them to know what concerts you've been to that was sort of the thing yeah I think that's the biggest reason yeah and now it's also, I think, a stand of solidarity or your kind of your support. So, you know, like the, the fan bases that now all have names. Yeah. You know, are you a real fan if you're not wearing their merch? Mm-hmm. That kind of a craziness. So recently, I'm a Swifty. I'm a Taylor Swift fan. Mm. And she re-released one of her albums at the end of last year. Yeah. The amount of merchandise that went alongside this album that, by the way, has already existed. It's just her re-recording it and releasing some unre- unreleased tracks. Mm-hmm. My goodness, there were different storylines of merch based mm-hmm. on different songs. There, was, there were rings, scarves, key rings. There were... Did you get any of it? I did not. I was really tempted by a jumper. Mm-hmm. It was it was an American ju- American style um, sort of athletic jumper that had sort of like Taylor Swift in the block writing, and I was like, "That's actually really nice." But I don't I don't know how I feel about walking around with merch on outside. Um, yeah, I'm I'm probably like I love her. I would tell anyone I meet. I'm not ashamed that I like her music. Mm. But do I need do I need to wear a t-shirt with it on? Yeah, that's interesting because it's like buying and wearing merch can either be like, yeah, I'm part of the club. Mm. No, I it kind of gives you a level of like quote unquote coolness. Yeah. Can be. But it can also be a bit cringe as well. Yeah. And I, I always have a thing of, I don't know, people don't necessarily know the context behind it, right? Yeah. So there are certain things where you could, like, if I wore my bus Justin Bieber t-shirt, A, it's a great t-shirt. It's a staple in my wardrobe. 
I bought it. I'm going to wear it. I probably paid 40 quid for it. I'm going to wear it. Um, I'm sort of wearing it with irony. Yeah. I'm not his biggest fan. So, you know, you kind of don't want someone to look at me and go, oh, my yeah. God, she's Justin's biggest fan. Um, <laughs> and not that that's important, but sometimes you kind of want the the pretext of why you might be wearing something. Um, yeah, for, for sure. Like, yeah, like I have a an Enrique Iglesias mm. T-shirt. I used to wear it all the time to school. Um, now I do not wear it out of the house. Mm. Um I mean, I get. Why do you think that is? Well, I've been wearing this t-shirt solidly <laughs> every week for about um, God, thirteen years or something. So it is a bit tattered. It's helped. You know what? I will say also, quality of tour merch mm. has not always been great because no. I have a Prince t-shirt from the Prince tour and abysmal quality, really expensive, but yeah quality however Enrique Iglesias tour merch good quality guys that t-shirt is holding up the the image is still in good condition (gasps) I will say that um so even though it looks tatty around the edges and it's gray and it's looking even grayer and washed out that's one reason why I don't wear it out of the house and then also do people need to know that in my teen years yeah. I was like a hard Enrique Iglesias <laughs> I think I think that's for me I don't know I can, I can be quite I can be quite a sh- not closed off but I don't want you to know stuff about me unless I've told you it often so I kind of don't want to walk around with my personality um I yeah people know. are going to read you the wrong way isn't it but I also kind of don't care what people think, but it's more, I want to control the narrative. I don't know. I don't oh. know. I don't Ooh. know. Mm. Yeah, I get what you mean. Because I um, think that's a reason. We've talked before about when when influencers create brands and that you're not someone who necessarily buys into that. Um, and mm-hmm. lots of influencers have their own merch, maybe with like their their tag name or sort of a quote or something that's, attributed to them yeah like it's I think that's quite a bold thing to walk around sort of being like I love this YouTuber this much yeah I'm wearing their merch yes that's how I see it I don't know if maybe because it's not quite aimed at me but I mean I guess it's aimed at everyone but in my head I kind of if someone recognized it I'd be a bit like oh <laughs> Yeah, so we'll, we'll go on to like YouTubers and influencers, but that point you touched on is like you loved someone so much that instead of just watching their videos or mm-hmm. listening to their music and paying for the thing that they actually create, you've bought just T-shirts that they just whacked on a quote or some song lyrics and you bought that as well. You're just giving mm-hmm. them more of your money. I guess I guess for, way to think about, but sometimes you're just like, really, did you did you need to buy that? Yeah, but I guess for like the influencer YouTube generation, mm. you don't pay to consume them. Yep. So it feels probably a bit less um, of your other taking more of my money. Yep, 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 yep. I think it's probably more that maybe for music artists, but 
I think we've somehow made our peace with tour t-shirts. I I still love to get a tour t-shirt if they're nice. Designs often aren't nice. Um, but, you know, I think it's a really nice thing. But we've made our peace with that a lot more than I think, say, um, like Luke, if like Logan, I would never buy something from Logan Paul, not that mm. I follow him. Mm-hmm. But if I was an avid follower, I don't need a backpack that he's so so-called designed yeah 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 yeah. I agree yeah but these things work they really really work and I think for the generation that is growing up with YouTube a bit more than we have because being a quote-unquote YouTuber wasn't a job when we started consuming it no so think of people who are just maybe five to ten years younger who grew up with them as celebrities celebrity entertainers Mm -hmm. it's probably way more normal for them to buy into it the same way that I would buy a Taylor Swift jumper yeah for sure I think that's a that makes more sense I mean merch now is is not just musicians not just as you said internet personalities like youtubers or content Mm -hmm. creators whatever but do you remember the time it was just only a couple years ago that restaurants like there are certain pizza spots in London that have their own merch <laughs> and you can get their t-shirts and going back to design is you're like, you know what? That, that t-shirt design looks quite retro. Mm. looks quite niche. It looks quite, it looks cool. It from like a purely des- design aesthetic, not that you want to be like, this is the pizza place that I go to. <laughs> but the design of the t-shirt is so that it's like, you know what? That looks quite yeah. cool. The design of it alone is and the color scheme and whatnot is like it almost gives this I think this is what merch does it it's like it makes it seem like you just picked up this random t-shirt that has a cool design and you just wear it and it's mm. like vintage sometimes it can give you that um that that vibe I think people buy into it but um in terms of how much money gets made on merchandise, primarily for like musicians. So top selling items are surprise, surprise, black t-shirts. And on average, um, a, con- a concert merchandise sale is about $5.50. And Taylor Swift, I think she's the reigning queen of like average um, sale transaction is $17. So triple the average amount of merchandise sales at touring events. Mm. Um, What what can you get for $5? Oh, it's the average. So Oh, I guess per person who attends. Yeah. Or yeah, it's not either per person who attends, or out, I think it's probably more out of all the transactions made at the concert, um, the total, and then divide it by the number of transactions. So some people are going to be buying a key ring, which could be $3. Yeah. Some people are buying uh, a tour book. Oh my God, do you remember the books? Do they still yeah. sell them? A booklet know. for the tour. And that could be $10. So they used to do a booklet. For tours, huh? a bit. I'm explaining in case people don't aren't as old as us. They used to do a tour booklet the same way that you would get a program if you went to a theatre show. Yeah, 
and they were like <laughs> glossy images of either like the dates before or just other concerts and other shows that the musician had put on and that was like one of the cheaper options wasn't mm-hmm. it yeah if you couldn't afford the t-shirt you might buy the book um yeah so also touring artists earn between 10 and 35 percent of their revenue through their merch I believe that you know because as you said a musician doesn't make money from their music now it is from touring and it is from other things and I just think the rise that we have seen of merch if it wasn't profitable we wouldn't be seeing it so it's clearly a very lucrative lucrative and dare I say easy way for people oh god yeah (laughs) god you just need to hire someone who's really you just need someone to create you a logo stick it on a t-shirt stick it on a hoodie maybe make a tracky set and you will be bringing in the money yeah get new colors out each season yep that's it I mean yeah I mean Taylor Swift as you said Justin Bieber really good mm-hmm. really successful at doing that yeah um a number of other artists as well but yeah we'll go on to that I think that when you think about it you know how in the early like the, the 2000s the 2010s mm-hmm. when all these celebrities came out with perfume lines yeah that was like their merch you know, I, I think I've said this before on the podcast mm. Britney Spears I think it's called fantasy. Yeah. It's still one of like the biggest selling perfumes in the world. And and also Paris Hilton makes most of her money from those. Yeah, perfumes. watching her documentary. I didn't even know that she had that many fragrances. Yeah, she does. Same with yeah. Kim. Yeah, well, I remember that big argument. It was the first venture she did without her sisters. Oh God. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, but that's also still not not gone billy eilish is really big on her merch too and you know she's got such a loyal fan base mm, mm, mm. that kind of why wouldn't you like monopolize on the fact that you have a really loyal fan base yeah and they'll buy sort of loads from you and she's got a perfume out oh which you wouldn't necessarily expect her to have mm. um yeah but yeah, I also think that now in recent years where we have so many celebrities who come out with skincare lines and makeup brands, that is a form of merch as yeah, well. For sure. Um, I, I think anyone now who's got a following of X plus, X thousand, whatever, I don't know what it is. You know, if you're earning a good amount on having to post something on Instagram, Mm. if you don't have merch, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you've clearly got enough influence. And I don't mean influence in a negative way. That's why we call them influencers. But you've clearly got enough influence that even if 5% of people buy into it, you'll make some decent money. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, and we see it in all sorts Obviously, we've talked a lot about collaborations before. Yeah. But yeah, essentially, merch is if someone creates a makeup line. I don't know if you watched, and it was actually a fantastic series until there was a bit of controversy on YouTube for these people. Mm. But Jeffree Star, who's Mm. a huge deal in the US. Yeah. 
um, and got his own makeup brand and he's filthy rich. Um, He did a collaboration with, oh my God, I'm going to forget his name, Shane Dawson. So I don't know if you've heard of Shane Dawson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They did a collab. And so they both make YouTube videos, both very original YouTubers sort of started before it was a money-making thing Mm -hmm. and Shane Dawson had a documentary series that basically he would kind of meet certain certain people and interview them but part of this extended thing was showing the process of them building this makeup collab which was Mm -hmm. totally new to this guy um and show all the behind the scenes and it was really interesting because you saw sort of a bit behind the business and sort of them guessing numbers, gauging it, all of this stuff from the manufacturing, them designing it, everything like that. And it was a huge success. It was massive. And part of that, so it was almost like they, they made like a merch collab almost. Mm. So the things that Jeffree Star was famous for, Shane kind of put his, I think his symbol or, part of his merch he has like a pig logo and so they sort of like made hybrid merch type of a thing and it was massive and there's since been drama about them and they've both I think tried to be cancelled at points um but like just the biggest thing the numbers that they were seeing Mm -hmm. honestly it's a really great documentary series if it's still live on his youtube um but you just realise how big that game is. Yeah. Jeffree Star, essentially, his makeup line is essentially merch. It's called Jeffree Star Cosmetics. It's yeah. essentially merch. It and is. he has made millions. Yeah. he, As you said, filthy rich. And I think that makeup is also, it's, it's a lot more tricky than clothing, obviously. Mm-hmm. There's a lot more technicality into it. But if you can crack the code, then it adds to your popularity. It's something that people will come back to time and time again and buy into because it's you as well. They'll give you a chance because it's you. And yeah, I think that people like every celebrity and their dog were coming out with like skincare lines Mm -hmm. where it's like all makeup brands because it was seen as an easy way to make money. So like JLo. Yeah. Um, Rihanna had a very successful go of it. We have Rare Beauty with Selena Gomez. We have um, Skin by, what's her face? Steve Harvey's daughter. Can't remember. Laurie Harvey, I think her name is. She's come up with a new skincare line. Do we know that she uses those products? No, she don't. She goes to an esthetician. But (laughs) if you want to buy into the the Laurie sphere, of being like an ultimate goddess you're you're gonna like try it out because it's her um so yeah merch is can it can just be like cover all kinds of things and there was a um, little phone case trend yeah the rise of sort of the apple uh, apple phone iphone yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. But and phone cases. Phone yeah. cases suddenly became a really easy way to do merch. Um, yeah, all sorts. And actually, over the pandemic, I found an article that said mm. that there was such a surge in merchandise over the pandemic. Um, 
with just creators, I guess, because they maybe couldn't do the normal stuff that created them content. So think how many people now, even if you're a beauty blogger, half of your job almost isn't reviewing products. It's going on these trips Mm -hmm. and it's the experience they're starting to sell us now is what influencers do or going to shows. It's all of that stuff that they couldn't do from home or there's only so many spots in their house they can make look idyllic um, Mm -hmm. for the space of 18 months. So much then like the amount of people who created brands during that time, jewelry, I saw a lot of jewelry brands. Yeah. I think, I think that that was um, encouraged also by the fact that, YouTube had collaborated with a company called Merch Bar, mm-hmm. which introduced that, that interactive bar at yeah. the bottom of videos where you could directly sell your merch underneath your own YouTube videos. It mm-hmm. made it really easy for people. Like I watch a lot of true crime and the true crime podcast and YouTube creators now have their own t-shirts. Mm-hmm. Do I need a t-shirt that's like... <laughs> That says like monsters on it or something like that. No, I don't. And I don't know who's buying it. Oh, I would for sure buy um my a murder podcast I listened to. I haven't listened to it for a while actually. Uh called My Favourite Murder. Their slogan is stay sexy and don't get murdered. I for sure would have that on on a t-shirt. Oh, oh, okay. Well, that is that's only that's because, like tongue in cheek and it's yeah. funny in a sense, but yeah, so I think that going back to a, an older point you were making is that, especially for creators, buying their merch is just a way to support their art. It's like Patreon, isn't it? Yeah. I'm going to buy their T-shirt. I might just go to bed in it. But I feel like for watching their content over X number of years, mm. yes, me viewing their content has made them money. But if I want to support them in other ways as like a donation, let's say, I'll buy a t-shirt because I get mm-hmm. something in in exchange of that money. Um, so one point you were, when you were talking about collaborations, sorry to jump about, but it's I okay. forgot to mention this. Um, and you were talking about Shane Dawson and Jeffree Star and their like wildly successful collaboration. Other merch collaborations, which have been huge. And also I think demonstrate the power of merch Mm -hmm. and its ability to make money and also just to like I don't know as another like legitimate um stream of like another another aspect to all these like musicians business let's say Mm -hmm. um so Kanye West he came out with um a merch collection called Jesus is King to kind of it was to do with his Sunday service yeah. that he had at like, um, where is it? Glasgow or Woodstock or something. Anyway, he had that Sunday service church thing, didn't he? And yeah. he came out with merch, um, which was very expensive. Sure. Um, and then you had Travis Scott collaborated with Dover Street Market. You know, that store they have in like London, mm-hmm. New York. And um, and then Taylor Swift, going back to her, she, she collaborated with Stella McCartney. Don't know if you remember. Yeah. For her lover, her album. lover March, yeah, yeah, and they were selling like designer goods. So it's not just like collaborating with another artist or another YouTuber, but it's getting to the point where merch is luxury and it mm-hmm. can be, and you can sell it for like a, a tracksuit for two hundred dollars. 
you can sell a $800 faux leather bag um, that has spray painted like Taylor Swift on the side because it's a Stella McCartney bag, mm-hmm. essentially, um, you know, sunglasses and whatnot for hundreds of dollars because it's not just something that Kanye West made. It's something that a designer house has collaborated on and produced in a luxury fashion way if that makes sense yeah I think it just means I think we're going to see a lot more of that Mm. um and I think it just means it's difficult because I often see that these influencers that I follow where they've maybe released stuff or they want to but they're so aware of making a quality product but for the right price point that yeah. appeals to the like the masses that almost doesn't exist mm. because if you want to make a good product it costs money yeah if you want it to be the right budget it's going to have to be a cheap product um mm. and so you almost have to decide well actually I talk about a lot of luxury fashion unfortunately my merch the, the amount of people that I follow I don't have their budget and they do collaborations of brands that I just can't afford mm. like or excuse that money um and that like so their their merch should almost be pitched at that price point rather than if that's the content you're creating right so I think the reason that Jeffree Star it worked so well for him he made videos doing makeup so to make your own makeup where you can continue doing the same videos but every video plugging yourself is almost like so if you're someone who loves to buy clothes and you're styling lots of videos with your own t-shirts like yeah. you know that's kind of that's the dream yeah it has like the merch has to make sense for the person who's promoting it but how many times have you seen it where someone's literally just put like their logo or a quote or oh, just yeah. their name on a t-shirt you know There's they would never shit. wear it and yeah, it's yeah. just to just so just I make a quick buck so there was a real round I'd get, I'm going to guess maybe seven, eight years ago, maybe longer, where basically every influencer and his dog got a book deal. Oh, God. Yeah. I think that was like 10 years ago or something. And there was like, it almost became laughable of like, oh, God, another one's got a book deal. And they were all ghostwritten. <laughs> well, like some of them were maybe autobiographies or like memoirs mm. for like 20 year olds. Some of them were, yeah, like ghost-written fiction books. Mm. And then some were just like sort of like doodle notebooks or whatever. Yes. And just people were buying them and they'd be like, hang on, I just spent 12 quid on a doodle notebook Mm. just because so-and-so's done it. Yeah. Someone's doodled this. And I I watched them on YouTube and they doodled this and I bought it. (laughs) But like, but when you're mega, it's, I feel like merch is almost also a test of how big a fan are you? Because we live in this culture now where mm. I'm, I'm sure that I've had people that, who friends of mine who've got kids and they tell me, oh, for like their birthday, I'm getting them sort of a t-shirt from their favourite YouTuber. Yeah. And it's becoming a thing that like, so in school, not necessarily status, but you kind of want that. If your friends also, you you both watch that YouTuber, you both want their t-shirt that's becoming sort of the thing now um and it's just yeah it's a really different culture 
I mean, these influencers and internet people, as we'll call them in general, <laughs> are like rock stars in their mm. own right, aren't they? Um, and their personality is what they trade in in essence. Um and buying their merch is like us giving them a don a donation so that they can continue to provide us with entertainment in the same way that we like you know pay for our tv license to watch bbc and all of that it's a, it's a trade off for entertainment in a sense um yeah it is it is interesting one aspect of merch that i thought was even smarter as well is like the political merch so remember when mm. Obama was running for office? Yes, we can. Yeah. And the T-shirts, the posters, they were, I don't know if they were made by the artist Jimmy Fairley. Not Jimmy Fairley. Sorry. Um, oh, shit. Something Fairley. Oh, I've forgotten his name now. But he has a really iconic style of like posters and art. Mm-hmm. And um, I just remember seeing them everywhere for Obama. And it became like a cult movement. Yeah. You know, those posters, those T-shirts and stuff. And the way it works in politics is that to be considered as like a nominee for your, um, this is for US politics, to be considered as a nominee for your party, in this case, the Democratic Party, you have to bring in a certain number of um, personal donations. So let's say 10,000 people have to donate like three dollars or more to Mm. your your um campaign um and selling these t-shirts was also considered to be a donation because it is in a sense if you sell a t-shirt for 40 50 dollars and it only costs you 10 dollars to make then that profit is going to go towards your campaign and the in 2012 obama office reported that their merch had brought in 40 million dollars towards their campaign yeah i know that was a, because that was almost his hindrance was going to be the backing and him not having lots of money for his his presidential race mm. but in the end the merch and the simple slogan because also it's a nice enough slogan that if you don't know the political context it works and they were done and they looked graphic and they just looked like a cool graphic t-shirt if you didn't know what was going on. But mm-hmm. if you did, you were showing your solidarity. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it was a really, a really clever movement that unfortunately got echoed some years later. <laughs> the Red Hats? The Red Hats. I mean, in terms of, I mean, that slogan make america great again Mm. had been around for decades and decades previous presidents had used it in the past um but to put it on that bright red hat with the white writing if trump is anything he is an excellent marketer (laughs) he is a great self-promoter yeah and the hats like i remember if i saw and we live in the uk so it's not even like we lived in that same political tension but if we uh, if i saw a guy with a bright red hat I'd be like huh <laughs> I'd be thinking is that a MAGA hat yeah and then I'd be like no 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 like what am I thinking like it would it would raise hairs there was such yeah. a strong association to that merch 
to the political movement that was going on at the time. But it's clever, and I'm, I'm sure that we'll keep seeing that sort of a thing in presidential campaigns going yeah. forward. Our politics isn't isn't sort of that theatrical. Our politics isn't that spicy, no. Um, but yeah, I definitely think that will be that will always be now a factor, or someone will always be trying to emulate the the merch of the that political merch of the year <laughs> or of the campaign yeah yeah he's got the he's got the hottest designs he's the republican or the democrats and that's like <laughs> yeah that's how you decide who you're gonna vote on he's got like the the best quality hoodies yeah and actually i've just um looked up and in front of me um i've got pictures and it's just reminded me so the gym that i go to mm-hmm. has merch for t-shirts yeah and so yeah, yeah. we like um it's not like a david lloyd it's more of a small it's a small run business but you walk around and a i guess it's sort of promoting it but it also the amount of times i sort of see that i'm like oh they go to my gym kind of a thing mm-hmm. um yeah i it like i don't know it's a funny thing of like wondering what merch is for yeah so like a lot of the time I would say I wear merch for support. So like for my gym, it's it's for support. It's often um on the anniversary of the gym, it's often in collaboration with a charity or something. So it's it's in support of something. If I buy it from a musician, it's in support of them. Yeah. Um but when you buy a t-shirt from Gucci, it's not in support of Gucci. No, that's what I mean. So it's it's quite it's a funny thing. Because I don't wear a Taylor Swift t-shirt. I don't wear um, my Bieber t-shirt for a state for status. Mm-hmm. I, I, it's almost kind of, I almost feel like it's the opposite of that, right? It's charity. Um, <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> but it's, yeah, it's it's more just like, I don't know. But yeah, you're right. If you wore a Gucci belt, I mean, I don't know if I would be, I wouldn't wear a Gucci belt for status. I would wear it because I liked it. But it's it's interesting sort of how merch has become so successful because I yeah. think different people wear it for different reasons, right? So some people maybe do wear it to go, hey, this is what I'm interested in. I really love the Rolling Stones. Yeah. And all of that stuff. Um, yeah, it's, it's a really interesting one. But I think the reason that merch works so well it's because people wear it for different reasons. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, All things to all people, I suppose. Mm. Yeah. Um, I just realised I'm sitting in the dark. I know. I just only realised. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I've got nothing else to add on much. Like, it'd be interesting to know you guys. Oh, well, I have a question for you. Have oh. you any merch? Have I bought any? Yeah, I've got... Other than, obviously... like, band, concert? Mm, no. I've only bought merch when I've been at a, at a concert or a tour or mm. something. Um, I haven't bought anything from... Oh, The only thing I've really considered buying, and this is me, I've never bought, like, celebrity-led mm-hmm. um, stuff. But Jackie Ina has a range of candles. It's like her legitimate business. It's called Forever Mood. 
and I love candles and mm-hmm. I've always thought like oh you know, I want to know what they smell like yeah in my house and I would that to me would have a genuine purpose or use and I would buy I would consider buying some of her stuff but other than that I've never really thought to unless I'm at a concert mm. um the design really has to be great for me I'm not buying a plain black t-shirt with like as you said Logan Paul written on it or something like that it would the design really needs to be like a one because otherwise I don't want to wear it yeah um yeah what about you have you bought anything else besides musicians I don't I don't think so not that I can recall um yeah if I buy a t-shirt that's sort of branded it's often either charity Mm. like a red nose day type t-shirt or something Mm. Um, know what you're right the red nose day t-shirts were quite good they sell mm-hmm. them in, they probably still do in tk maxx um and the designs were quite nice they were like of the comedians in black and white with the bright red nose mm-hmm. on it yeah those were kind of cool yeah um so i would say that or um yeah band stuff i'm kind of i think i'm similar to you and also yeah, I watch you on YouTube, but that doesn't that doesn't mean I need to walk around with your name on my top. Yeah. You know? Um I, unless I really like to design or something. Yeah, I don't think I don't think I, I would. Yeah. Anyway, I think our poll will be guys, who's got the best merch out there? Yes. Let us know who could entice us. Yeah. <laughs> obviously when we come out with our luxury advent calendar you guys will be <laughs> added to we our will have merch. yeah there'll be a wait list guys a wait list <laughs> um with our best quotes <laughs> well thanks again for tuning in to another episode of style over substance guys don't forget to check out our Instagram or Spotify to respond to this week's poll. Bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.